0: entrepreneur on fire 454 the most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs join john lee dumas and today's entrepreneur on fire LegalZoom is the go-to provider of affordable legal protection. Just ask one of the three dozen companies on the Inc. 500 list. Go to LegalZoom.com to find the service that's right for you and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Are you an Audiobooks.com member? Get one title of your choice per month plus 33% off each additional title. And guess what? You can get started with your first book for free today. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Jeff Goins. Jeff, are you prepared to ignite?
1: I am ready, John. Yes. (laughs)
0: Jeff is a full-time author, blogger, and speaker. He frequently speaks and writes about how to make a difference in the world through our words and actions. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Jeff. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business.
1: Sure. Well, thanks, John. It's a pleasure to be with you and and to be with your uh, audience. Um, For the longest time, I wanted to be a writer. And I was a marketing director for a nonprofit for about seven years. And I just had this strong desire that I wanted to write. I didn't know how to get started. And one day I was talking to a friend who um, asked me what my dream was. I said it was to be a writer. And he said, you don't have to want to be a writer. You are a writer. You just need to write. And so that kind of began this journey of me claiming my identity as a writer and starting to write, starting a blog, getting a book published. Uh, And within the past two years, I've um, launched a successful business, uh, which has allowed my wife and me to both quit our jobs and for her to stay home and raise our son. And it's literally changed our lives. And so now uh, what I do is I try to inspire other artists, creatives, entrepreneurs Uh, to own their identity and uh, step into the work that they're uh, called to create.
0: Well, Jeff, you are truly doing an amazing job with this. I've heard you on a couple other podcasts. I've read numerous of your blog posts. I've seen you at the conferences that we have around the States here. I think the most recent one was at World Domination Summit in Portland, Oregon. Just a great conference. And You know, I'm just really always talking to other entrepreneurs, and it seems whenever writing comes up, Jeff Goins comes up, and that's obviously a great association. So you have done an amazing job really placing your stake in the ground and being truthful to that. And I'm really looking forward to diving into your journey, Jeff. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote because we really want to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away.
1: This is like a mantra that I... Coined for myself, and when I was getting started, I um, was really struggling with envy and jealousy, and feeling you know down. I I felt like I couldn't kind of break through uh, to get achieve the kind of success that I wanted. And I saw some people who just seemed to be getting lucky, and I saw other people who were just naturally gifted and they were kind of, you know, lazy with their gifts. And that just frustrated me because I felt like I was hustling. Uh, And so I created this mantra to remind myself that if I just kept persevering, I would win. And that quote is, you can outlast those who are lucky and outwork those who are lazy.
0: Wow. That's a powerful quote for entrepreneurs. Persistence. Love that. So Jeff, take it down to the ground level. How have you applied this in your life in a specific circumstance? And how did that pan out?
1: Yeah. So when I started my blog, I mean, we've all heard these stories of, uh, you know, people starting professional blogs. I I remember reading Darren Rouse talk about how he started ProBlogger and the first year he made something like $30,000 and just talking about how hard it was. And I remember reading that and that was, you know, basically my my salary at the time thinking, man, that would be amazing (laughs) if I could just replace my income. Um, And I just, you know, but I, I would also see these ridiculous stories of people skyrocketing to fame. You know, one of my friends, John Acuff, tells his story about on the sixth day that he started his blog, he had like over 6,000 people show up. And, and so, you know, you've got this really high bar and it can, if, if you don't match that bar, you know, if you don't have a million unique visitors in the first year of your blog, it can feel like you're failing. And so um, I had to kind of recalibrate my understanding of success. And this uh, saying allowed me to just remember that if i if i keep doing the work i'll see the results i don't know when that'll happen uh, i can't control that but if i do the work i'll see the results if i sow i will reap something sometime and so uh, i can't control who's gifted or what opportunities i have or how lucky other people get But I know that persistence pays off. And so even now when I'm looking around and I I get a little bit jealous sometimes or see people succeeding faster than me, this reminds me, just keep doing the work. You can outlast those people who seem to be lucking out and you can outwork those who are coasting on their own talent.
0: That is so true. You can outwork and you can outlast. And my favorite phrase that you said throughout that, Jeff, was, Recalibrate your perception of success. And that's so important, especially these days in, in the podcasting world. I'm seeing it all the time. People are coming out and they're always claiming about how disappointed they are with their recent download numbers. And same thing in the blogosphere, because they're seeing other great blogs that are coming out and having this wild success. So if you could just really share one takeaway that you've learned throughout your journey of, of staying persistent and staying focused and recalibrating exactly what your perception of success is what would that be
1: well so you know i mean that's a a great question john because um there's there's always another mountaintop right right? i mean we're climbing and we're searching and we're striving and we're trying to get to this place that we think if we get there i'll arrive and then when we get there we realize oh there's much further (laughs) way to go i can still go way higher and so i I think the reality is you have to love the work uh, and, and that that's what success is for me. I have to love what I do and I, lo- and I need to be able to continue to do it. So, you know, there are certain financial goals wrapped up in that. I've got to be able to support myself, uh, you know, but beyond that, everything else is just kind of gravy. If I'm doing what I love and I'm loving it as I'm doing it, that's success.
0: Fire Nation, love the work. That is such a gem. Thank you, Jeff. And let's now transition to your entrepreneurial story and your journey, Jeff, because Fire Nation comes back day after day for the amazing stories that our guests share. And you've had an amazing journey as an entrepreneur, Jeff. You've had some incredible success. You've had amazing aha moments, both of which we're going to touch upon. But we always start the interview with a failure, with a major challenge or obstacle that you face at some point and the lessons you learned. Can you tell us that story, Jeff? Can you really take us there and share with us that moment and those lessons you learned?
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, it's uh, several years of failure. So uh, something that a, a lot of people who might know my blog don't know about me is that uh, GoinsWriter.com was not my first blog. It was something like my eighth or ninth blog. And I had been blogging for, at, at that point, you know, almost five years uh, You know, on Zanga and WordPress <laughs> and Blogspot and Squarespace. And every time there was a new shiny object or social network, I was chasing it. And I was never hitting that critical mass point. I was never gaining the kind of momentum that led to the success that I wanted to see. And so, for about four and a half years, I failed as a blogger. I would write these mediocre blog posts, and uh, you know, get in front of uh, at most maybe a couple hundred people. And and so. Um, what I learned from that experience really was I kept chasing success. I was chasing results. I was watching you know, Google, seeing what trends were hot long before you know, Twitter trends came out. I was seeing what was hot on Google and trying, trying to chase what was popular. And it always ended in dissatisfaction where I, I didn't reach the kind of people that I wanted to. And if I did reach somebody, I kind of did it disingenuously because I was writing about something that didn't really resonate with what I was passionate about. I was chasing an audience. And so when I started, uh, my blog really out of frustration, cause I was seeing a lot of, uh, writers and bloggers succeed. And frankly, I didn't think they were great writers. Uh, and that really, I don't know, it, um, invoked this competitive spirit in me. And so when I started my blog, I made a decision, I'm going to stick with this for at least two years. Uh, and I'm going to do my A plus work every single day. I'm never going to hold back because before I would always, I'd write like a, you know, a good B minus blog post. And then I'd put it up on the internet and be like, why aren't people reading this? And, and so I decided I'm only going to do my best work. I'm going to do it as often and as frequently as I can. And I'm not even going to pay attention to the numbers until two years from now. And if I haven't, if I haven't, uh, kind of regained the audience that I had, which was like 200 readers on that blog that I've been on for four and a half years, then maybe I'll quit but i'm not gonna uh, even consider it until i've put in a good 2 years worth of work. and so, you know that that failure for me was i w- wasn't committed. i was always chasing the next thing and i knew that if i was really going to make this work, if i was going to become a writer, if i was going to get published, starting a business wasn't even on my horizon at that point. i was going to have to persevere.
0: so jeff, this is a yes or no question. Was there a day throughout those four years of failure that was a dark day that you almost quit?
1: Well, I think there were many days, John, when I did actually
0: quit. (laughs) What did one of those days specifically, Jeff, look like?
1: Yeah. So um, typically what would happen is, um, you know, I would write something and I'd post it on my blog uh, and then, uh, I wouldn't get any response or I'd get down on myself and I would do what I do. Anytime I'm down, I go complain to my wife, looking, <laughs> for, looking for her to coddle me, which she, for some reason never does. Right. And, and so one day I remember early in our marriage, um, I had kind of given up already and I'd said, ah, I'm not going to do this writing thing. It's just too much work. I don't even know if I'm that, you know, any good. And, uh, on that day and many days after that, uh, I remember my wife saying, hey, when are you going to write that book? And I was like, "Ah, oh, no, no, like I'm not doing that. That's done. And she would just continually persistently say, hey, when are you going to write that book? Until uh, I think a year or so later, I went to a conference and then I came to her and I said, hey, I think I'm a writer. And she just looked at me and she was like, duh, yeah, what have I been saying all this time? So she had been implanting that idea into me for a long time, but it took me a while before I came around.
0: So Jeff, there are so many great things to pull out of there. Specifically, you tried Squarespace, WordPress, Blogger. You are going after that bright, shiny object syndrome that we talk about so often here on Entrepreneur on Fire, which is why I always like to come back to my favorite word slash acronym, which is FOCUS. Follow one course until success, and really put those blinders on and just drive forward into something that you are passionate about and that you can love the work. So, Jeff, on that, can you share one clear takeaway from those four years of experience you can share with Fire Nation?
1: For me, it was I realized that I didn't write to get published, I didn't write to get attention. Uh, I wrote because I loved writing and and so for me passion had to become primary. Uh before it was sort of ah uh, like I'm going to I'm going to get people to like my writing and then I'll do what I want. And it wasn't until I reversed those where I first started writing from a place of deep passion that I really began to find my audience.
0: So Jeff, you are the king of one-liners and Passion had to become primary is another one that I just have to reiterate to (laughs) Fire Nation because I love that. And it's something that if we as entrepreneurs and especially as wantrepreneurs, sidepreneurs, just starting out, if we focus on that, that passion has to become primary, you are going to be going in the right direction. So Jeff, let's transition now because you were very generous and shared very openly those four years of struggle and failure that you had Let's go over to the other side where those aha moments and the light bulb moments live. Those are what we want to talk about now. And specifically one, if you had an amazing aha epiphany moment, can you share with us that story? And then even more importantly than that, the steps you took after that to turn it into success?
1: Absolutely, John. Um, so I can remember the the moment where this went from being a hobby to Kind of change, switching a turning a switch for me where I realized this could be more than just this thing that I do on the side. So uh, in 2011, I had started my blog um, and within six months, you know, I was just I was doing what I what I said I would do. I was showing up, I was doing my best work. You know people were starting to read my blog, but it was still pretty slow. Um, and so I've been doing this for about six months. And I had heard about building an email list, so I had started, you know, an, an email list, and I'd gotten to like 75 subscribers, and I felt pretty good about that. But it was just kind of a trickle thing, you know, a few new subscribers every week. And uh, and so I, I got this idea to write an ebook, which was not my idea. I'd heard about it, and I was like, yeah, 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 that works for other people. Uh, and I decided I'll actually try this. I'll actually try to write an ebook and give it away for free to anybody who signs up for my email list.
0: And what and year so, was this, Jeff?
1: This is 2011 June. Okay, and and so I write this short ebook, repurposing a post from my blog that I'd already written about this topic that we're already talking about. Um, you know, writers need to write uh, for passion, not for accolades. And and so I wrote this thing called the Writer's Manifesto, and it wasn't even really an ebook. It was like an article. It was 900 words, but it was the best that I could do in a short amount of time. I wrote it in a week. Uh, I I put a thing out on Twitter asking some some friends if they would consider proofreading it. I got about forty people to do that, which for me kind of turned into a little you know word of mouth street team. Yeah. And then I and then I emailed it to a couple of friends that I'd met over the past you know six months, bloggers, some you know some influential people, asked them to endorse it, and then I released this ebook on Monday. And on, on Monday I had seventy five email subscribers, and by Friday of that week I had over a <laughs> thousand. And all of a sudden I had an email list, you know, I had an audience and I didn't, I didn't really know exactly what to do at that point, (laughs) but I knew there was something I knew that I could do something with this. And I, I knew that if you built an audience, you could build a business. Again, that was kind of a distant idea at this point, but I knew that the audience came first. And, uh, what, what I learned from that week was the way I'm going to build this audience is by being generous.
0: So, Jeff, there's, again, so many gems to pick out of there, and this is back in June of 2011. You realize, hey, let me couple with my quote-unquote setup for my email newsletter A huge value add giveaway, which has now become the norm and everybody's doing it. But back then, it wasn't the norm. And you went forward with this idea. It paid incredible dividends, built an email list. And let's continue forward because I think there's some more value behind that because a lot of people are going to say, okay, well, I have worked hard, I have now built up some sizable audience. What next? What are some things that you did to continue that momentum and really start to add value and then really make the most out of that audience that you now had?
1: So after that, I started getting really aggressive about guest posting on large blogs. And I just started, you know, stair-stepping it. So I started with peers, with people that I knew we could do blog swaps. And then once I'd done a few of those, I kind of took it to the next step, you know, blogs that had five or 10,000 readers and, and just kind of kept stair-stepping it up there and realized that the more people I met and tried to help and connect with, the easier it was to make those connections. And and I started guest posting on sites like ProBlogger and CopyBlogger and you know some of these more entrepreneurial sites that uh, some of your listeners may be familiar with. And by the end of the year, um, I had over 10,000 emails. And again, at this point, I go, hey, this is great. I've got an audience. This is all I've ever wanted. Um, that year I was approached by a publisher. Um, I got a book contract. I started working on my first book, but I didn't really have a business yet. And most of the writers I knew, uh, weren't, um, getting paid full time for their writing. they were having to do other things or they were, you know, had a, a, a side job or something. Uh, and I spoke with an online business owner, you know, an online entrepreneur and I told her, I said, I've got, you know, I want to start a business. I'd like to monetize my blog. I don't even know what that means, but I'd like to make money off of this. She said, how many emails do you have? And I said, well, you know, 10,000. And she said, well, that's a six-figure business. And uh, that really stunned me. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's like a three-figure business. I think, <laughs> I, think I made like 300 bucks off it this year. Um, and But that conversation gave me the confidence to start exploring ways to turn this audience into a business.
0: Love that. And so, Jeff, once again, let's just boil it down for Fire Nation for the aha moment this time, for this whole segment of takeaways that you had that we can walk away with.
1: I think if you want to do this, um, you need to have an audience. And the way you build an audience is by being generous. And the way you find those people that make up that audience that you can be generous to is by tapping into the power of connection, other people's audiences. So what I did was I gave something away. I tried to get other people to share it. And then I started guest posting on prominent blogs where my message could connect with other people. They would link back to my blog and then, you know, they'd see that free ebook and it it started to, to build my list.
0: Well, I love that takeaway, Jeff. And you have a partner in that message because I am such a proponent of building that audience, whether that be through the means that you did in the blogging world or through how I've done in the podcasting world or how other people are doing it in the video world. There's a lot of ways, Fire Nation, to build an audience. But once you find that way that you can be passionate about, then work on that one focus of building that audience. And Jeff, let's talk about a question that I always get a different answer to from every entrepreneur, which is why I love it. Have you ever had an I've made it moment? I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I sort of have that like artist temperament where I'm never <laughs> really satisfied. Uh, I love this quote by Leonardo da Vinci. Art is never finished. It's only abandoned. And I think that's true of, of the work that I do. I never feel like it's quite complete. Uh, but there's a point at which I have to let it go, and um, so you know, in terms of I've made it. I think the moment, moment that I'm most proud of, which was last year, after I had that conversation, uh, I started finding ways to monetize my blog primarily through selling products, eBooks, online course, um, and, and about halfway through that year. So this is 2012 now. I hadn't really been paying attention. You know, money was coming in through PayPal, but I heard Chris Guillebeau say once that that just sort of feels like play money. It feels like (laughs) monopoly money. And that's what it felt like to me. There was this money sitting in PayPal and I hadn't transferred it to my real bank account. And uh, I did that. uh, And I realized, wow, like there's enough money for my wife who's, who is staying home uh, with our son on her, uh, on her maternity leave, but she was getting ready to go back to work. There's enough money for her to not have to do that, which she didn't want to do. Uh, so I remember sitting down with her, looking her in the eyes and saying, "Babe, you don't have to you don't have to work anymore wow. and I showed her you know I showed her the numbers on on our bank account, and that was pretty surreal for us, so that I've got you know ridiculous goals, I'm never quite satisfied with success uh but when I realized that for me, success is uh really about the people around you that it affects. And for me, that's uh, primarily my family. Uh, If I can do things that um, make their lives better, uh, I'm proud of that.
0: So Jeff, you are number 454 of guests that I've had on Entrepreneur on Fire. And literally since day one on the interview flow has been the question, have you had an I've made a moment? And I always have loved that question. I have to be frank with you, because of your answer today, I think I'm going to change this question going forward to what is the moment you are most proud of? Because I love that question and what it's going to evoke from people like yourself. So wow, I mean, look at the impact you're having on a podcast like Entrepreneur on Fire. So Definitely love what you're doing, Jeff. It's inspiring to so many people. And because of that, let's talk about present times. Share with Fire Nation one or two things that are just really exciting you right now.
1: Really the bread and butter of my business right now is um, an online course called Tribe Writers, which is basically a course for writers and bloggers who want to do what I've done. They want to build an audience and I just take them through this process that I've been describing with you, but we do it, you know, we do it with lots of tools and resources It's a membership site. Um, and there's, you know, a, a, large community of of people that are, are spurring you on. So, uh, I'm really excited about, because this has grown in the past year, it's grown to a community of over 1700 people. Um, very active community, really amazing when you give people, Uh, the safety uh, of community where where they can be themselves, they can kind of share their fears and anxieties and apprehensions and and encourage one another. Uh, I'm excited about the team that we're really building around uh, that program that will allow us to help more people reach more people. Um, I've been kind of doing it on a shoestring budget on my own for the past year and I've realized I can only do so much and I run out of hours in the day. So I am really excited in this next year uh, particularly about that program, but also future programs that we're going to do courses and things like that, and the team of people that are going to help me with that and i 've just realized that without a community in every aspect you know without a community in, to encourage me, without my family to support um, and and without a community of other writers to, to to spur on it this all kind of becomes meaningless and so uh, in a microcosm i 'm looking to build you know a little mini co- community, a team that will continue to help me grow my
0: business. Wow. And where could Fire Nation find out more about this?
1: Uh, well, so they can, you know, they can go to my blog, which is com, or the course is tribewriters.com.
0: Love that. And Jeff, we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. Listen, do I do, do you want to know a secret? Do I do, do you promise not to tell? Whoa, 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 close Oh, sorry about that, Fire Nation. I was just thinking about a great secret I've been dying to tell someone. It's this amazing online library of over 40,000 audiobook titles over at audiobooks.com. Business titles? Of course they have business titles. The 4-Hour Workweek, Utility, those are just a couple that are available for your listening and learning pleasure. Love to read, but having some troubles with that while driving and working out? With audiobooks.com, you can listen instantly from anywhere. Just download your audiobooks from your Apple or Android device for offline listening or stream them with a mobile or Wi-Fi connection. They also offer some great membership benefits like an audiobook every month plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. Are you ready to get started? Sign up today and get your first book for free at audiobooks.com slash fire. Still waiting for the perfect time to start your business? That's mistake number one. There isn't a perfect time. Can't find affordable legal protection you can trust? That's mistake number two. You're looking in the wrong place. Visit LegalZoom.com today for award-winning services developed by some of the best legal minds in the country. Getting legal protection can be overwhelming, and that's why LegalZoom provides services that take you from step one to step done. LegalZoom can help you start and maintain business with incorporation in LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. Get personalized attention from a company who can say that 90% of their customers would recommend the service to their family. LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction. But there's so much more. Now, every LLC and incorporation package includes easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value, free. Be sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. So, Jeff, this is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, the lightning rounds. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. And you come back at us, FIRE Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Bring it, John. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: You know, people are afraid of fear of failure. They say they're, you know, they're afraid of failure. I, I was afraid of success. I didn't want more responsibility. I was pretty comfortable with being average. And so um, I was afraid to uh, actually succeed at this.
0: It's an amazing point that we don't nearly talk about enough, Jeff. And T. Harv Ecker, his book, Seekers of the Millionaire Mind, really does do a dive about the psychology of the fear of success that so unknowingly holds so many entrepreneurs back so great point what is the best advice you've ever received watch
1: the bottom line
0: got to keep that runway going if you're an entrepreneur
1: yeah I mean I you know as a writer I'm, I'm I think I'm more concerned about the art but if if I'm not watching the bottom line then and not paying attention to the money on, on some level then I'm not able to buy myself more time to create more art.
0: Love it. Can you share one of your personal habits, Jeff, that you believe contributes to your success?
1: You know, I'm pretty bad at habits, John, but uh, one of the things I try to do is be prolific. And so for me, it's never about hitting a single home run. It's just about continuing to show up and persevering. So it's not about being the best. It's just about creating a lot of stuff. And in that constant creation, you become better.
0: Love it! Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
1: Well, I, I love Evernote, but something that that has been really useful. It's a really simple uh, task management tool called Wonderlist. Uh, just a real simple tool that syncs with your iPhone, iPad, uh, you know, desktop, laptop, and it's just a, uh, a a list making app for you know trying to knock out things. And every time I sit down to do some work, I just make a quick list, and then I. I like checking things off.
0: (laughs) I love it. And I use something that's almost identical. It's called Workflowy, the exact same idea. And it's always one of my favorite resources that I love talking about because having it right there in front of you, being able to check those things off, it's great for the minds. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about here today at eofire.com slash Jeff Goins. Jeff, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: I think Think and Grow Rich, you know, it's a classic. Um, I read it just this past year. It's pretty much changed the way I thought about goals and business and, and how I'm building this this thing that I'm, I'm building. So I, I love that book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill.
0: Awesome. And share with Fire Nation your recent book.
1: Uh, my recent book is called The In-Between, and it's it kind of goes back to this question you asked earlier. Um, it's about this idea that we never really arrive, that life is lived. Not in the big moments of life, but in all of the little times in between.
0: And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you want the audio version of Think and Grow Rich for free, you can check out eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Jeff, this next question is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: Well, until you said the food and shelter thing, I was thinking about how many Twinkies I could buy with $500 (laughs) because those things like never go bad. 50-year shelf life. Yeah, remember when they were like going off the shelves and then, you know, they, they came back, I don't know, several months later.
0: I'm convinced when, that was in like an amazing marketing campaign.
1: We went to, the, like we hadn't eaten Twinkies in like, I don't know, right. 10 years or something. We went to the store, we bought as many boxes as we could. Exactly,
0: it worked.
1: <laughs> so here's what I would do. I would start a blog, uh, you know, which would cost basically like 10 bucks in hosting, you know. Um, you worry about design later. I'd start a blog and then I'd buy a plane ticket uh to the next major event where people that I admired and respected would be. You know, so a conference, something like a world domination summit, whatever the next thing would be where I could meet a bunch of people like yourself, people of influence who are doing meaningful work, um, that's where I would go. And I probably wouldn't have enough money to afford a plane ticket and a ticket to the event. So I would just like camp out in uh, <laughs> a cafe somewhere and just, you know, with Uh, You know, uh, with my laptop, I'd be emailing people saying, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee with whatever of the five hundred dollars I had left?
0: I love it. And for something like World Domination Summit, there's amazing free meetups that these great influencers are putting at nearby bars and restaurants you can just jump up in on.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that is how I built my platform. You know, like they say content is king. Uh, but I really believe that relation, you know, if that's true relationship is queen, having the right connections with the right people gives your content the legs that it needs to get in front of the the people that it's, it's meant for. And so the first thing I would do, much like when I started my blog, I started asking people out to coffee, is I'd try to make those connections.
0: Well, Jeff, you're an amazing storyteller, and I truly enjoyed hearing your journey here in Entrepreneur on Fire today. So let's end by giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Well, thanks, John. It's been uh, a pleasure. Um, so, you know, I, I'm i really big on identity, and, and I don't, you know, I'm not, uh, I, I know that hustle is important, but the... The process for me by which I became a writer, and I think this is true for any vocation, um, I think identity has to come before activity. And so um, one of the reasons we don't live into our true identity, I think, is shame. We're afraid of who we really are. We've been told that we're not good enough. And I recently, I've got an 18-month-old son, uh, I recently um, noticed that he started moving to the music whenever music was playing. And now whenever music is playing or when we do our white person, you know, rendition of a beatbox, (laughs) uh, he starts dancing. He just goes nuts. And I I thought about this, you know, um, compared to, you know, what is the 16-year-old? My son's name is Aiden. What is the 16-year-old Aiden going to be like? Is he going to be shy and a wallflower and and like I was, you know, not afraid to dance like like a lot of guys are? Uh, Or is he going to be just, you know, shaking it like he is now? Uh, and I, I had this thought that I thought was interesting. Isn't it interesting that um, – because we didn't teach him how to dance. He just started dancing. Isn't it interesting that children innately know how to dance? They know to dance. It, it's not something that they have to learn. Fascinating. But shame is something that we have to learn. And so I think the process of becoming who you are is really a process of unlearning shame. The, the shame or embarrassment or fear that you have – with becoming your true self. And so it's an act of courage. It's not it's not a uh an easy thing to do, but but I hope you do it. And um I, I'd love to encourage you in the process. If you'd love to connect with me, you can go to my blog at going.com and there's uh, an opt-in for my free email newsletter and some other free stuff you'll get there. So thanks for having me.
0: Well Jeff, I knew there would be at least one more incredible one liner, which is identity comes before activity. So Thank you again for just igniting Fire Nation. And they are well aware they can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com. They can click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives. Or just enter Jeff in the search bar, guys, and his show notes page will pop right up. And Jeff, I just want to thank you for being so generous with your time, your experience, and expertise. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, are you interested in creating your own podcast? If so, you should come check out our next live webinar for Podcasters Paradise. During the webinar, I talk about the strategies I've used to grow my podcast to over 450,000 unique downloads a month. Plus, I'll give you a sneak peek at the Podcasters Paradise community so you can decide if it's the right fit for you. Sign up today at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.